0: Hey guys and gals, we're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra, and you're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast.
1: Buckle up because we're about to get gabbing.
0: Today on the podcast, we have travel blogger, Carson Carby. Carson is a 25 year old gal from Louisville, Kentucky, who is married to her high school sweetheart, Jamie. Together, they have a puppy son named Obi and own a small woodworking business. While her home base is in Kentucky, her biggest passion in life is traveling and encouraging others to do the same. She started a YouTube channel years ago as a fun and creative outlet where she shares her passion for travel with the world. She's been to 27 amazing countries and 28 states. Besides working and traveling, she loves reading, taking pictures, and hiking. She's obsessed with podcasts, YouTube, and crime documentaries. Most recently, she and her husband bought a travel trailer that they are currently in the process of redoing, and their goal is to have a home on wheels by next year. Please welcome to the podcast, Carson Carby.
1: Oh. Hey, actually, wait. I just want to say hi first, because I haven't met you, seen you, and you don't know who I am, but my name is Sierra, and... Um, I kind of, somewhat, sort of stalked you beforehand, so.
2: Oh, that's okay because I've definitely stalked you beforehand too. Because I'm like, I need to know okay. who I'm talking to, you know.
1: Okay, I was like, wait, I want to say hi first before we yeah, get rolling.
2: People cool stalking, we're cool. Cool. All
1: cool. right.
0: So, um, how have things been for you? Um, just to kind of like start off the podcast in quarantine, because I feel like it's just such crazy times right now and I feel like travel is like the one thing that's you can do but it's hard to do right now so how has the 2020 been for you
2: yeah 2020 has been really weird obviously for everyone mm-hmm. I feel like it's like almost like I don't even know how to put it anymore because everyone feels like the same type of way but especially with travel it's really hard because like I have had trips planned where I've obviously had to cancel them um So I went to Colorado in June, and that was kind of like, at the time, I didn't really know, should I go, should I not? Mm -hmm. And we called the hotels out there to kind of get their perspective on it beforehand. And all of them were really, really awesome. They're very encouraging. Please come out here. And we felt like we were doing outdoorsy things. So was not like, I didn't feel as bad. It'd be different if I was like, going to like, concerts, and museums and stuff like that so we were hiking so I felt adequately social distanced but even that trip I had pushed back like twice so I was supposed to go sometime in May ended up going in like mid-June so not like too far but I feel like the funny thing is is after I got back because I thought things were getting better after I got back it was like oh just kidding like the U.S. is actually screwing everything up again, and I'm like, awesome, so I was supposed to go to Hawaii in September, and mm-hmm. also Europe in September, so you said September was going to be a good month, Dang. and yeah, so obviously off- your birthday's in
0: September, right? We're both Virgos.
2: <laughs> yes, girl, Virgo life, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so September 20th is my birthday, and I wanted to – like, I wanted to have a big birthday because – I don't know. I'm just like that. I don't have to yeah, – Virgos out. are like
0: that. Like, it's a holiday.
2: Like, the whole month, man, let me tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Europe. Obviously, Europe is, like, totally out of the picture, and um.
1: So, I feel like they just don't want us there. They're like, oh, America?
2: <laughs> nah, not, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. And then with Hawaii, apparently they're opening back up in September. But it's, like, based off of what is happening at the time, of course. But you have to have a a negative COVID test within, like, three business days before your trip. And so, long story short, I actually ended up getting a COVID test a couple weeks ago just because I was feeling kind of weird. And I still haven't got the results. So, that means the test. trip because if I can't even get it after weeks yeah then how am I supposed how is anybody gonna get in 72 hours you know Mm -hmm. so yeah not good (laughs) yeah travel's been crazy (laughs) I've had to like reschedule things to be honest I'm not even I haven't even scheduled anything because at this point why stress yourself out because like I don't know about you, Sierra, but I can tell Mackenzie's a kind of a planner. I'm a planner, too. I'm Taipei. So um, I love to plan things. I love yeah. planning travels specifically. And, like, why plan all this stuff and get so excited when, I mean, who knows when you're going to be able to go, you know? Yeah. So,
1: it's been crazy. You.
0: It's so hard to plan for things. And as bad as it seems of an outlook, I've just kind of, like, written off. 2020 for travel in my books because I'm someone that like I want to experience the full experience of it all and I do like to like plan out all the little things and I'm just like okay well maybe 2020 is like my year that I just like save up extra than more than I normally would and then like ball out
1: in 2021. That's a great
2: outlook on it honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah you are very accurate in your assumption that Mackenzie is the planner and I'm more (laughs) go with the flow or, like,
2: that's good last though. minute,
1: that's, I just tell, like, Sierra where to show up at the airport, and, like,
2: Thanks. let's go. Your friend like, that.
1: <laughs> yes, and I will give you some encouragement, too, just because I do work somewhat in, like, the healthcare industry, um, wow. that if you get tested for COVID, which I've been tested many, many times, wow. um, don't get discouraged if you haven't gotten results. I feel like usually it's a good thing if you haven't heard yet because they know if you have COVID like almost instantly, like as soon as they take your swab, did you do the nose kind? I did, I
2: did. As soon
1: as they take that little swab and they do, it does its thing, like they can tell right away that it's positive. So usually the longer it takes, it's just because they haven't had a chance to like, Put it in the computer and email you your results. It's just like processing. Right,
2: so right. priorities, I guess, where like you yeah do. So why tell you? I guess, which I mean sucks in a way because it's like you know I've been trying to socially distance, but it's like did it was it really needed? You know, like I don't it's know. It's so
0: it's also tough right now. Yeah. yeah. It's a good time. Anyways. I wanted to hop into kind of how me and Carson kind of knew each other before all of this. Um, So if you listen to the first podcast episode, you know that I mentioned that I went to an all girls Catholic private um, high school, which is kind of unique, not really where we're from. um, But I feel like in most areas, that sounds like a crazy thing. Yes. So the kind of funny part is that me and Carson knew each other from high school, but we weren't like good friends. Um,
2: I've considered you a friend, but we weren't like. Yeah, not in a
0: mean way, like we weren't friends, but (laughs) just like, you know,
2: Mackenzie was
1: like, like, you can't sit with us. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but we knew each other back then, and I don't know if you remember this, but I don't know if it was the only class that we had together, but the one that stands out most in my mind that we had together I can't remember which year of high school it was when we had acting together.
2: Oh, yes. Okay, I forgot that we had acting. Okay, I was actually thinking we had a math class together.
0: We probably did because I wasn't good at math. We were in, like, no, I was probably, like, the, the low-level math.
2: Because, like, I was fine with every other subject, but math has always been, like, my not great subject, so yes, I remember being in a math class, and I remember acting, that's so funny, I'm so sorry if I was crazy then, like, I apologize. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't know, I just feel like that class was such a, I'm sure any acting class in the entire, you know, U.S. high school system (laughs) is just a weird environment, But it was like the oddest group of, I don't know, there were probably like eight or so of us in there. It was a small class and it was an elective. And none of us were like actually theater kids. We were just like doing it for fun. And it was just a hot mess. I specifically remember that I did a, we had to like act out a music video and I did a Taylor Swift song. And I'm just like, I pray that footage is not out there. I forget the name of it but it's like the one where she crashes a wedding, and I pretended to crash a wedding. Uh, Yeah, and
2: And someone did, um, the green tractor, which was, like, so redundant, and I was like, (laughs) why did someone do this? I can't even, I, no joke, guys, I am pretty sure I did Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. back, I'm like why? <laughs> yes, I remember that like so clearly now. <laughs> but bold
1: choice.
0: Right. Yeah, I I remember that, and then I remember the funniest thing is like one of my like like memories that stands out the most about Carson from high school is there was one day that we were sitting at the same table at lunch, uh-huh. and we didn't like always sit together or something, and somehow like what you wanted to do when you grew up, or, like, for a career came up, and Carson was, like, I really, like, want to travel, and be, like, a travel blogger, or help people, like, you know, um, create their own travel plans, and all of that, and I was, like, oh, that's so cool, that's so unique, and I'm, like, now it's just so cool that you're, like, doing that now.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's so funny, because, like, some people know their whole lives what they want to do, some people don't, and, like, I've known for a while, you know, that, yeah. that, but it's, like, kind of a specific thing. It's hard to get into, so yeah. it's, like, one of those dreams where it's, like, will it ever happen, will it not, you know what I mean? Like, being a doctor is, like, so tangible. You you work hard, you get to that mm-hmm. place, and you're a doctor. Um, yeah. if you you meet all the credentials, but with, like, traveling and learning how to do all that, that's tough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's no, like, blueprint on how to become that like you know what i mean there's no like here's the steps that you need to take in order to be that because like blogging and you know being a youtuber i don't know if you call yourself a youtuber but like having your youtube channel yes having like your channel and like traveling and all that like that didn't that didn't exist like 20 years ago so there's just like no real way to know how to go about it so that's really cool that you are doing it, it awesome.
0: what made you what would you say like made you get interested in it like from a young age or like what drew you to it initially
2: yeah okay so a lot of people ask me this like what why did you start traveling and what what started your passion and honestly i do first off i credit to mary kate and ashley <laughs>
1: <Because> <laughs> i love it ashley, i love that so much
2: well, I loved all their movies like Our Lips Are Sealed, Holiday in the Sun, like all that stuff, and that was what I grew up on, and also there was a TV show on Travel Channel called Samantha Brown. I don't know if you guys have watched that or heard of her. She's like a pretty popular lady, but not mm-hmm. anymore back in the 90s, like early 2000s, yeah. but um, I remember watching her and being a young woman seeing this other young woman doing this stuff. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's long-term goal. I would love to have a TV show and, like, help others travel and do all this cool stuff. So I guess, like, and also my parents, they always encouraged me. And Mm -hmm. I was very lucky to come from a family that did travel growing up. No, we didn't go to, like, exotic places like safaris in Africa or, you know, whatever. But they took me to the beach. They took me on cruises and did things like that. And, um, yeah, that's, like, how my love of travel started. I remember when I was in, like, second grade, my mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas, asked me to write a list. And I was, like, a trip to Tokyo, a trip to Rome, a trip to this. And, like, I just blatantly remember that because I was sitting under my mom's piano, and just, like, writing this list, like, on my belly and stuff, and, you know, one of those moments that I just, like, remember so blatantly, and Mm -hmm. that's, like, really what got me into traveling is, like, those little influences along the way, and it just made me realize, like, that's my passion, I guess, yeah.
0: When did you, uh, so I know you'd, like, obviously been traveling a long time growing up, kind of like you just said, but I, and I know you, like, I said, (laughs) like, wanted to share it from a young age, but I guess, what was the point where you, like, really decided to, like, go in that you were gonna, like, create a YouTube and, like, share stuff on Instagram and, like, really try to do it?
2: Right. Well, so, growing up, I've always been into, um, video and photography, Mm -hmm. um, i remember making all these videos with my dad on these old video cameras and you know like the ones that you like hold up and you have to like play it on the vcr and so i've always loved that type of media so i grew up watching youtube you know like all the silly like Mm -hmm. unicorn Charlie bit me stuff like all that stuff is like my childhood and um then once i got to like high school, YouTube was, like, really into my life. I was, like, I love YouTube, and ironically, I actually started a channel before the channel that I started, and it was a makeup channel, which is so funny to me looking back, because, like, yes, I love, like, makeup and feeling pretty, but, like, I am not a makeup artist at all, but I think it was because I wanted to do YouTube so badly. I was just trying to find something that fit with me, and then a uh, couple years later, I would say probably like my junior year of high school, I found two YouTubers. One is Walter's World, and the other one is Hey Dean. And um, funny enough, Walter's World Mark is like one of my good friends now, so it's it's ironic. That's awesome. It's, like it's so full circle, you know. But um, both of them were putting out this travel content and like amazing videos, and they've only gotten better since. But I was like, if they can do it, why can't I do it? So I remember my senior year of high school, my mom took me to France for my high school graduation because that's what I wanted. I didn't want anything. I just wanted to go somewhere. So I went to France and I videotaped and like the videos are so awful. Like they're still on my channel, so you can go back and see them. But I was like this is the start like this is what I'm gonna do it so I just did it and that I guess I just grew from there you know like and I'm not like any famous YouTuber by any means but I love it like it's so much fun I've connected to a lot of cool people and like again Mark from Walter's World is like one of my good friends on YouTube now and like it's so crazy the people that I've met and I would say that's like the coolest thing about it so
0: that's my story. Definitely. I think like creating that community is really cool and just like enjoying it. You know what I mean? I think, I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves anytime they start something kind of creative, like a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever it is. And they think like, if it doesn't get this many likes or people don't all subscribe to it, like Uh it's not going to be successful or whatever. And I think you've just got to do it because you enjoy it and not stress that stuff.
2: still have like, honestly, social media can be a really dangerous thing. I think all of us know that. And the comparison, like my favorite thing, which Chelsea, from what we said, always says this, like comparison mm-hmm. is the thief of joy. And mm-hmm. like, I, I totally, and I think that's hard because I still like, even though I went for it and I'm so proud of myself, I do definitely have my moments where I'm like, well, this, this Instagram picture didn't get enough likes, like, was it not pretty? Something that maybe I've, put so much work into and no one liked it and I'm like cool (laughs) or like a video that I'm like this is like one of my best videos yet and gets like 10 10 views so it's hard it's a work in progress for sure
1: the entire social media aspect of everything right now makes it hard to feel like validated um because it's not like a regular job when you don't have someone who's like giving you a pat on the back along the way like you have to be your own like like, hype woman almost
2: yeah like you yeah I totally agree with you
1: but I love that you keep your like first content out there because it's always cool to like see what where you started and then like look back and see where you've all the things that you've done and all the things you've learned along the way you've gotten better at. And, um, I think like, that's just like a lesson to everyone out there yeah, I love wanting that. to create something.
2: Yeah.
0: I think too, what's interesting is that like you, you know, do all of your travel blogging stuff, but you also, you know, have like a regular job and have a side business and all these other things that you're doing. And I think a lot of people think like, well, if you don't have the full time to commit to, you know, being some type of content creator that it's just not worth it or that you can't do it and that, you know, whatever. So I think, I think that's really cool. How has that been for you trying to kind of juggle both of those things?
2: Definitely. So I, it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, so I was in this really unfortunate job last year or for like three years of my life. It was like through the Mm -hmm. time that I was getting married but I stayed into it because it was so flexible. And I will say at that point in my life, it was a lot easier to produce content because uh, during my job, it was so boring that I could get on my computer and do stuff. (laughs) So not great of a job, but now that I'm older, I'm married, I have a side business and I actually have a different job now. That's quite a bit more involved. It is hard. So but I don't want, like, if anybody's listening to this thinking, like, I have a job, I don't want you guys to think it's, like, not possible, because it definitely is, like, I am such a big, like, supporter of people having side hustles and stuff like that, because I think it's so important to have something that you're passionate about. Um, You don't have to like love your job every day. Like don't get me wrong. There are things about my job that I don't love. And I don't never saw myself doing what I'm doing now. However, it supports me. It supports my bills and my travel and my side hustle. So that's what keeps me like going. So I just have to really like prioritize my time, you know? And, um, definitely like I have a planner and I try to like write down all the stuff that I need. And like, sometimes there are days where I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I've worked all day. I've had terrible customers or I, and that's on both ends, like with my job and my side hustle, like we've dealt with a lot of different people and I'm like, I'm just throwing it in the towel today. And that's okay. You know, sometimes you have to give yourself that relaxation and that break to like turn it off. So my best advice for people that are like, Oh, how do I do it? Is just prioritize your time. Like the things that you want to do, you're going to find time to do it. And if not, then like, you don't want to do it and just give it a try. You know, like, you know, ne- it never hurts. Just try it and see what happens. And Give it your time and work your booty off on those weekends and yeah. after work and that's how you'll get some type of success you know whatever you define success that's what you're gonna get so
0: yeah, I feel like you're exactly. always out there like hustling and doing something and I didn't really realize until a while ago that you had started your um, side business, your woodworking business with your husband Jamie. So kind of like, I guess, how did you get into that? Because I think that's so cool. I didn't realize like so many of like the furniture pieces and things like you were posting on your story were like things you made. I'm like, Oh, she got this at TJ Maxx. Like, no, she made that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So, and that's like a crazy story in itself, but basically long story short, my husband and I bought a house in 2019 um early 2019 and there's so many pieces of furniture that I wanted but we couldn't afford because they're so expensive I oh mean, yeah on West Elm you've been on that site. we have
1: we have that taste girl yes, yes.
2: yes. same girl not that budget though <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like how do I make these pieces and uh affordably and thank goodness my husband his name is Jamie by the way um he is so good at like handiwork and i'm so thankful for that because i'm not (laughs) so he's like a manly man if that makes sense like he knows how to do everything and he grew up learning that type of stuff so we were both like well why don't we just like make the stuff ourselves instead Mm -hmm. of going out and buying all this stuff expensive stuff so, Jamie started making the things himself. He's been wanting to get into, like, more woodworking, just as a hobby anyway. Mm-hmm. So, we started making it, and I posted it on Instagram, or I posted it, or my friends came over, and they're like, you need to post this on Facebook. Like, people are going to buy this. So, I was like, okay, <laughs> might as well. Like, that's cool. So, I posted it, and uh, we started getting inquiries, and since then, we've been hella busy. So, it's, I mean, like, in a great way. Yeah. And we just we kind of waited till like the end of 2019 to actually llc it because we didn't know how it was gonna work and stuff and like is this is this just like because it's now and it's new and that's why it's exciting to people or is Mm -hmm. it still going to continue being a great thing and it's only honestly gotten better in 2020 which is crazy despite the pandemic um those um bonus $1,200 stimulus checks really did come in handy for us, <laughs> but, um, like people be buying, I was like, no one's buying anything. And then all of a sudden those stimulus checks come out and I, got- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it's been so much fun because, um, at the end of the day, I've always like, thankfully I've had my parents as influences and they're both, they were both business owners. And I've always wanted to do like own a business. I just didn't know what I could provide, you know, like other than YouTube and my my brand, I guess. But I was like, this is so much fun because he's able to like create these beautiful pieces, and I'm able to help him design them. But I do the social media and talking to customers and like doing all that fun stuff. So it's been really fun and really crazy. Like I never, if you would have told me like three years ago we'd be doing this, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> but now we're here, so kind of
1: weird yeah that's so cool I have a a quick question for you so because as I was talking you I I found your um page the Riverwood 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 company yes for anyone locally shout out shout out (laughs) plug um and yeah I'm a I'm obsessed with the whole page because everything on there is really like beautiful like really beautifully made um but what is your, like, goal, because I know we want to get back to talking more about travel, but, um, so it's kind of a two-part question, but is your goal to have, like, your traveling, blogging, vlogging, whatever you want to call it, um, like, do you want that to be your, your main source of income with um, these other, like, side, like, passion projects and, like, this um, Riverwood company? Like, do you anticipate that you might start a storefront one day with this company or like what, what do you, what direction do you think it's going?
2: Yeah, that's a super good question. And it's honestly <laughs> really hard just because like, I didn't know the place that I'd be at last year to here. Um, but term, um, we both love doing Riverwood. So I would love to have a shop one day doing that, um, whether it's here or in freaking Kansas or who knows what, because honestly the sky's the limit, but um, we would eventually love to do that if that's the path that our life goes. Um, however, with like YouTube and stuff, that's my passion. So um, right now it's not at a place where it can like fully sustain my life. Unfortunately, I would love for it to get to that point And like, I'm putting it into that, universe that it will happen yes (laughs) put those good vibes out but um i like always will be working towards that goal so even if like we do open riverwood and it's like a multi-million dollar
1: business
2: (laughs) (laughs) um we i still no matter what youtube will still be like my thing it's just like my passion. I love it so much. I love sharing content on there even if like one person watches the video. Like I don't know why, it just brings me so much joy. So like with the direction that I wanted to go in, yes, I would love it for it to be my full-time making tons of money, you know, at least enough money to sustain my life. Um that's what I want long-term. But I also, like, the best advice that I've gotten from, like, business owners and people that do have quite a bit more money than I do, um, they're always saying, don't put your eggs, all your eggs in one basket. Always have multiple streams of income. That's, like, the best thing you can do for yourself because when things like pandemics or other things roll around, you're not losing all your money. So I still love riverwood and i would love to have that business because it's so much fun and jamie loves it so much like he's so giddy when a customer is like i love this so much because you know you always question whether your products are good enough so um he's so giddy when he has that and i don't know like i would love for both of them to be successful like long term i want to be a business owner in both aspects like I want to have a brand and I want to be a business owner so if those can like mesh in a good way that would be awesome (laughs) like down the future but right now I'm just kind of taking it day by day so that's that's long-term goals though
1: yeah yeah no that's perfect that's what that's what I was just curious about because it's kind of scary to like say this is what I want long term like even if you're not entirely sure what the future is going to be like or like how you're going to get there, how you're going to achieve it. But I was just curious if that's, you know, what your big picture is. So that's awesome.
0: All right. Wrapping up some of our bigger questions before we get into some fun little games that we have for you. What is something about traveling that you wish other people knew? Um, Because I know like you've talked about you try to share tips on, like, how it can be easier than people think or just more affordable, so if there was, like, one bit of advice that you could give everyone, what would it be?
2: Um, the biggest misconception about travel is that, like, I can't do it, and I hate that because people, like, especially from mobile I'm sure you guys can understand, um, everybody wants to go to Florida for spring break, which I'm not, I'm not hating on Florida. Okay. Like do your thing, but there's so much world to see out there. And I think people just like think this is what I have to do because everybody else is doing it. Or this is like the only thing that I can afford when in reality, that's not the case at all. It's, I'm not saying it's easy. Like you don't want to do something dumb and you don't want to like, I, I always say like live within your means because like financially you don't want to be stupid either, but like also money does come and go. So like, I hate to, that sounds like bad advice, but like, I'm very cliche, but I full heartedly believe life is very, very short. You have to do all these things while you can, because when you're 80 on your deathbed, And you're like, I never got to see the Eiffel Tower glow at night, or I never got to feed an elephant in Thailand. And that those are like your things that you're sad about. You don't want to be sad about that type of stuff. So Mm -hmm. instead of like, just, I don't know, just succumbing to what other people feel like you need to do, save your money go out and do something. Even if it's by yourself, there are so many options, like group tours. And I mean, a lot of my friends solo travel too. So like, that's like, even that is a possibility, but if you're scared to do that, you can go in a group. You can, like, it's just so possible and people just don't think, I don't know, maybe Kentucky is just like in particular, because I feel like Kentucky is a whole different world, but like, (laughs) they just think that and this is with everybody, okay? But you just think that you can only do so much, but you can do so much more.
0: Just like living kind of average life, status quo.
2: Yeah. Like, why live averagely when you could do so much with your life, you know? So I always say go big or go home. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just wish people would realize that's more easy than people think. Um, I've quoted like people going to like out West with and spending just as much money than going to Ireland so my thing is, is like you can go out west anytime we live in a beautiful country and you can do that anytime you want but Ireland is not always gonna come around like that opportunity go you know so that's just like one example of like just sit your heart in there save your money and do it you know
1: like Mikey just do it
2: yeah baby <laughs> work hard
1: work hard play hard
2: that's right okay
0: so now we'll hop into a few questions from instagram to wrap it up and this one's kind of unique um this one came from jillian and i'm actually very intrigued on this answer because i talked about in our last podcast episode i'm currently trying to organize every photo i've ever taken which Mm -hmm. is quite the feat and she asked what do you do to kind of organize and store all of your travel photos
2: really good question because I don't get that question a lot, and that is very important, okay? So you want to keep your memories, guys. So I actually have an external hard drive. Um, It's called a Lacey or Lacey, whatever you want to call it, but it's L-A-C-I-E and it's a terabyte it it's definitely like a commitment like it's not like $10 it, i mm-hmm. can't remember the exact price but it's definitely around $100 however a terabyte can hold a ton of information so that's how i organize and i'm very like organized on there where I'm – this is the folder for colorado this is the folder for where i'm at in colorado like does that make sense for like yeah. we're very, like i don't know micro organized i don't know exactly really have word, but um So definitely because you want to be able to be like, if someone's like, oh, what did you do at this day? You want to be like, okay, I can find that picture actually, and bring it up easily. But also you don't want to get rid of your stuff. A lot of people are so into like the Google drives and stuff like that. To me, like, not that that's a bad choice by any means. I just feel like it's more difficult. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't like Google drive, but that's just a personal preference. I just find it difficult to find your stuff on there. I want, like, a folder where I can, like, plug it into my computer, easily find it. It's there. I can carry this terabyte around with me or keep it at home to keep it safe. I don't know. That's just how I organize my stuff, and it works for me.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. I just started doing mine, and I put them all on Amazon Photos, which is kind of like a drive, but I like it way better than Google Photos.
2: Well, I'll have to check it out
0: it's it's better but also at the same time if i had pictures like yours i would probably store them like more professionally but these are like selfies from 2013 <laughs> and so i'm just like okay we just got to put these all in one place so yeah i totally agree with you having like an organized system for all your travel pictures
1: how do you travel in other countries with dietary restrictions oh
2: yes okay so i don't know this did not come up on the podcast yet, but I have celiac disease. So Mm -hmm. I have to eat gluten free. And it's very difficult. And like, it's not just one of those diets, like fad diets where, you know, I can't eat gluten. No, you don't do it for fun. right? This this is not fun. I would eat the donuts if I could. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my biggest advice for people with dietary restrictions is to do your research before. Um, you want to make sure you have go-tos in whatever location you're going to, even if it's something super easy, because at the end of the day, you just need to be fed. I know that sounds really bad, but like you just need fuel. So at the end of the day, that's all you can think about. Just go to those places, but I'll always research. I have tons of apps and you can probably find apps for like any type of dietary restriction, you know, but um, the one that I have is like, find me gluten-free or something and it is connected to a ton of people with celiac disease and they comment on these restaurants and say you know I got sick eating here this place is 100% gluten-free you know whatever so do your research beforehand because that way you find places like I said go to's, and you'll feel so much better because there's nothing worse than like getting to a place and being like okay what do you want to eat and it's like well what can you eat like mm-hmm. that, I've gotten that question so many times and it like makes me feel like crap because I have to eat this way you know so have your go-tos make sure everyone can find something that's good there and like do your research that's that's my biggest advice for that it's tough like don't get me wrong I've had mess ups but
1: um, what's the best bachelorette party that you've traveled to have you traveled to very many destinations <laughs> yes. for bachelorette parties?
2: Yes, I love, okay, destination bachelorette parties. Can we just talk about that for a second? Like, like,
1: is that the move?
2: Yes, that is the move. Like, go somewhere. Don't just stay in your hometown because, like, as, as much fun as that is, you can go somewhere and be anybody you want to be. If you get, like, really drunk, guess what? These people are never going to see you again. <laughs> people might notice you, okay? Yeah, true, true. My bachelorette weekend, we went to Disney World. Which was like the funnest thing ever. Highly suggest we all had like matching ears and all this stuff. Um, for her bachelor at weekend, we actually went to Alabama to Gulf Shores and we stayed at, we went to the Florabama, which is like this huge party squat. Crazy story, but you know, do something super fun and different that you wouldn't normally do on a weekend like if you go to fourth street which is a place in louisville if you're not from louisville and you're listening um that's like the party's place in louisville if you go there every weekend it's not as fun you know like do something different even if you just go to like cincinnati or nashville or something like that you know
0: yeah definitely i agree all right. So now we're going to hop into a lightning round of questions. So there's quite a few and it's kind of like either or, but they're short <laughs> questions. So only like a few, a few word answer. I won't like buzz or beat you or anything.
2: Sure, Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So jumping into the lightning round, couple travel or solo travel? Couple. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Uh, road trip or flying? Road trip. Uh, Airbnb or hotel?
2: Hotel because of the luxury.
0: I'm surprised that you answered that, but okay, I can I can see it for the luxury. Yeah. Um, what is the most underrated travel spot?
2: Ooh, oh gosh, that's hard. Um, probably my suggestion is Croatia, but not in the like the island portion, like the beach portion, I'm talking about inland, mm-hmm. beautiful country, stunning.
0: Okay, on the flip side of that, what is the most overrated travel spot?
2: By far, Paris, France, or Florence, Italy. Okay, yeah, okay. hot take, not hot sure take. Girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll get into that later. Oh, um, <laughs>
2: what,
0: what is the nicest country you've been to, like the people that were the nicest?
2: Costa Rica. Okay. Yes, Ooh. Amazing yes, amazing.
0: I think a lot of people say that. Yeah, they
2: like just um, want you to love their country, which I hope <laughs> <do.
0: laughs> What is, I don't want to say the rudest, because maybe that's rude of me to say, but what's like the rudest, or just like biggest cultural shift in general of a country that you've been to?
2: I would say I was shocked with how blunt Germans are, and um, surprisingly, I did not say France. No, they were not like that in France, Germans, for sure, like and I'm a German myself, okay, like, my roots are there, so I can say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, wow, my people, okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then the last one of the lightning round is, what is your number one place um, that you want to go on your list that you haven't been to yet?
2: Okay, my number one place that I want to go is very difficult. However, if it was like no money, nothing to think about, I'd probably go to Greece tomorrow because mm-hmm. it's stunning. Like Santorini. I want to see the sunsets.
1: Yes. Yeah. It looks
0: so gorgeous there.
1: Like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants vibes. Yes.
2: yes. I want to go. So bad. Give it
0: all to me. Okay, so to wrap up the podcast episode, we are going to do either... Um, it can be a funny or just like interesting story, but it's best if it's embarrassing because we love embarrassing stories. Um, also if it involves pooping your pants, we love it. Um, (laughs) depending on your comfort level of telling the people about pooping your pants, we're very comfortable. Um, but we can kick it off and kind of share one of our travel, um, embarrassing stories that we actually experienced together.
1: And then you can think of which one do you want to tell us? I just need to say that I feel like this was more embarrassing for me than it was for McKinsey. I well, Even that's though because mostly, I have no shame about anything. Mostly because it, it happened to her and I was like the bystander. Like I was like the friend that was just like Hello. standing there, like watching it all happen. Like I had horrible secondhand embarrassment. Because uh, of the situation. So worse,
2: almost worse than being the person, you know? Like, the person that has firsthand. Yeah. But I don't think.
0: think, I just don't get embarrassed as easily, and Sierra does. She was fine.
1: I was like, Lord, <laughs> help me get me out of here. I was okay. like, I don't want her.
0: Well, to kick off the story, we got to start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> so me and Sierra went to, um, we were going to LA and San Diego all in, like, one little trip for spring break. I guess it was my first year of grad school. So a few years ago, um, and we were flying there together, obviously. And I was staying at Sierras for the night. Well, we're staying at her mom's house. So we're supposed to fly out super early, like, you know, 6 AM flight or whatever. I come over to her house, of course, completely packed. I'm like, ready to go. I'm going to like go to bed and we're going to wake up first thing. Sierra's like, well, I haven't packed yet. So I'm just going to like stay up through the night and pack and I'll wake you up when it's time. And I'm like, okay. So I trust her. <laughs> I go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up and Sierra's like, "Um, okay, like it's time to get up. And I look at the clock and it's like 30 minutes past when we're supposed to leave. She's curling her hair in the bathroom. I'm like, what are you doing? And we... We eventually get out. Her mom has to drive and drop us off, which is also kind of a side note. Her mom had like forgot her phone upstairs in the house. And it's like 4.35 in the morning. We're like, you don't need your phone. She goes back to get it. We get to the airport. We have minutes to board our flight. And there's actually a decent line. So we get through, we're going through security. And I had a carry-on bag and my carry-on bag It had like two sides to it so on one side of it i had like my laptop and a few other little things and then the other half of the bag i had all like snacks all appropriately sized snacks but a lot of snacks and the reason is because we were going to california and i don't know if anyone's ever bought a loaf of bread in california but it's expensive And I had perfectly good Kentucky priced food at my house. And I was like, I'm going to just put it in the bag because we were staying with a friend for half of the week is also part of the story. And I'm like, why would I not just bring some oatmeal packets and like some protein powder and whatever? And then I've got it. Well, of course my bag goes (laughs) through the line and it's like every possible color on the x-ray thing because I've got... (laughs) oatmeal in there. I've got a laptop in there. I've got like every type of substance. So they pull us over and they take out every single thing that is in this bag. And I kid you not, I had like, I don't know, so many packets of oatmeal. I had pre-workout. I had protein powder. I had a full
1: size loaf of bread, a full size Uh, protein. copious, Copious amounts of snacks all of which are like tiny travel sized items okay uh, like oh she had like a box of oatmeal and some bread and like a thing of what? no 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 these are all tiny individually packaged things right, it's like it's, everywhere yeah so they, they took had everyone to take that out they had and they had this little them. wand
0: thing and they had to wand down each individual one and I had actually gone to the Arnold like sports festival like a week before and I got a ton of free samples and I'm like, oh my gosh, one of these pre-workouts probably has explosives in it. We're gonna get like stopped, I'm gonna be like, I didn't buy that, I don't know what it is. And again, we are like, we're about to not be able to make our flight. They're about to close the doors and they were like, do you want to individually put it back in there? And I was like, no we throw it all in. Also a side note to this story is I had these thigh high, high heeled boots that I really wanted to wear to California. Well, they would not fit in my bag, but if I wore them, I could take them. And so I was like, well, we're not going to be rushed. So it won't be a big deal. So we throw all the snacks, including the loaf of bread, in my bag, zip it up, and we take off sprinting through the airport. I'm in high-heeled, (laughs) thigh-high boots at at 6 (laughs) a.m. And Sierra's just, like, so annoyed the whole time that I had to bring snacks. And I'm like, well, if you would have woke me up on time, we would have been fine. And we barely make it. Everyone's already on the flight. And we come in, like, out of breath. I, like, plop down in my seat. Sierra's like a row or two back from
1: me. We are the last people on this plane. And
2: there's nothing worse than that walk of shame. Yeah, exactly.
1: We are the only people moving at this pace in the Louisville airport. I mean, everyone else is taking their sweet time. They're sitting (laughs) down. They might be getting some Starbucks. We're full on sprinting and sweating.
0: I have a video of it because it was so funny. I just like knew in the moment I needed to capture it. And we're in a full on sprint. And when we got down into our seats is the funny part. I reached into my bag and I got out a protein bar because I was like, that was stressful. I now need a snack. And like the, the wrapper is like crinkling and Sierra texts me from a few seats back. And she was like, I swear to God, are you eating a snack right now? And I was like, yeah, that was really stressful. And I'm now glad that I pack snacks.
1: Stress eating. duh. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was like, your snacks are what got us in this mess.
2: Right. Like they don't deserve to be right now
1: (laughs) i'm like how dare you do this to
2: me right now oh
1: yeah that's that's
0: one of our bad travel stories but i had no shame
2: that like when they go through your bags because i'm not gonna lie, i have like had that experience and i actually this is so disgusting but i also have no shame so it's okay (laughs) but i had a dirty thong in there like a thong that i had worn earlier that day or like yesterday (laughs) And I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot to pack it. So I, like, just stuffed it in my bag. And they went through my bag and, like, touched my thong. And I'm like, (laughs) you're just like, don't touch it. You don't know where that's been. (laughs) You know, like, uh, there's just nothing embarrassing. Like, it just feels like people, like, going through your stuff is, like, an invasion of privacy, you know? Yeah,
0: and everyone, the, the other thing is, like, everyone else is watching, and they're just, like, held up because of you, so they're so annoyed,
2: Right. like, right. how dare you pack a loaf of bread? Like, why did this girl pack loaf of bread?
0: <laughs> I remember the TSA agent, she literally asked me, she was, like, where are you going? And I was, like, I'm going to LA, and she was, like, why did you pack a loaf of bread? And I was, like, have <laughs> you ever bought a loaf of bread in LA? Right, <laughs>
2: why do you have to call you out like that?
0: <laughs> I know. And then it made sense. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought, Karen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all been there. So, worst, Like, that's the worst. So, I've been there, too.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. What is your juiciest travel story that you have for us to close out the episode?
2: It's so hard because I feel like I could, like, fill up a whole entire podcast with, like, interesting stories. But I will do, it's not exactly juicy, it's more like a nightmare, you know, one of those stories that it's like, how does this, like, how does this stuff keep on happening type of thing? So, long story short, when I was in, probably like a sophomore in college, my husband, my boyfriend at the time, um, we were on a road trip, so we decided... His grandmother lives in Las Vegas, so we visit Vegas a lot, and it's a great, like, middle place to go when you're on a road trip, so you can kind of, like, hang out, see family, and then, like, get back on the road again. So we took what I call my Hoopty car. It's, like, the first car that I ever got. She's still rolling, girls, so we love her, (laughs) Um, but we took that car from Louisville to Vegas and then Vegas back. So, all along the way, we went to see, like, different awesome things, but one of our stops, we were going from Zion National Park to South Dakota, which I don't know if you guys are very good at geography, but that's a hell of a long way. Like, you don't do that, but we did. (laughs) So, we drove all through Wyoming, which is, like, the most desolate, like, Wyoming's gorgeous, but it's so desolate. I did not have any service, literally, once I hit the state line towards, like, the other state line. Like, no service. So, we weren't exactly sure if we were going to be making it to our destination in South Dakota. It was the town right outside of Mount Rushmore, and um, Jamie really wanted to see Mount Rushmore. Which, like afterward, I'm like, why did we do this? Because it's really not that great. But that's a side note. Um, but I we didn't really know if we were be getting there. It was one of those road trips where like, let's just stop where we want to stop, which um, is fun sometimes. So we. I'm like Jamie we need to find a hotel room like we're clearly gonna make it tonight so we need to find a hotel room so I texted my dad on Jamie's phone and I'm like hey I have like very minimal service can you call a couple places and book a hotel for me so being the great dad that he is he was like sure that's fine so he calls all these hotels like no joke every hotel in this town of South Dakota nothing has a room available nothing so I'm freaking out because like we're not like it's not like we're like Louisville is close to Nashville is close to Cincinnati you you eventually get to like all these other big towns Mm -hmm. Wyoming is like super desolate South Dakota is like not that it's so desolate but it the big cities are far apart okay like the next big city would have been hours away so we did not have like we had to sleep in this town regardless whether we slept in the Walmart parking lot or not. So we were like, well, we're just going to have to get to this town and start walking in and being like, yo, you got a room because we need something. Like we will pay top dollar at this point. We just need to sleep. So I walk into this hotel room, which was like, or this hotel that totally isn't like super nice, but it was like $500 a night. And I asked, do you have a room? We're desperate. And she's like, no, it's the middle of summer. And we're like the base of Mount Rushmore. And I'm like, who cares? (laughs) Sorry, that's so mean. But I was like, who cares? Like, but so no rooms. We're calling around still. I tell Jamie, I'm like, I don't mind, like, if we have to sleep in the car, obviously I don't want to. But if we have to, like, and that's our only option, we have to. But the problem is is we can't charge our devices. Like, this car is really old. It's a very old car, so it doesn't really have plugs, like – you know, like normal newer cars do. So I was like, how are we going to get GPS tomorrow? Like, how are we going to charge our phones? Stuff like that. We can only charge one thing at a time or something like that. So I was like, oh, look, there's this hotel. It's called the Imperial Inn, which is no longer around. So I can say that. (laughs) But they were like, they said that they had spaces available. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just give them a call. This place by the TripAdvisor picture did not look good. But I was like, you know what? What? we're desperate. So I call and say, Hey, do you have a room available? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Come on over $150 a night, which was insane. But that's another story. <laughs> so we go in first off, you can tell this is not in a great part of town, like right off the bat alarms going off on cars, people just like standing outside of buildings, like, you know, the type of vibe i yeah. time trying to paint here so we're like let's get every single thing out of this car like we do not need a break in in this car so we get everything out we walk into the hotel lobby which by the way was had bars on all the windows and it reminded me of like where you check in for like a hotel or hotel a hospital like very like sterile sterile. yes perfect word so we walk up to this lady who's behind these bars And I'm like, hey, I just called you. I need, I needed that hotel room. This is Carson, and she's like, oh yeah, great. Not even two seconds later. By the way, I forgot to mention there's extremely loud Latino music playing throughout the whole hotel because apparently there's a bar there. So, not even two seconds later, this guy, and you could tell he's like some type of bodyguard, picks up this other guy throws him against the window where this girl is sitting behind and is like this guy he just cornered some woman in the bathroom and tried to touch her and both james and i are like <laughs> what is going on so the, literally in the most nonchalant way she goes throw him out i guess like, it's no big deal that he didn't just, like, sexually harass this woman in the bathroom. So Jamie and I, am getting bad vibes, clearly. So I'm like, how do we get out of this? We can't. This is our only option. So we continue to talk to her, but she turns to us and she goes, sorry, it's Latino night. You know, it just gets crazy. I'm like, no, don't even go there with me. Like, you're rude. And this is disgusting. So... She gets us these keys, which by the way, the key is like one of those keys where you could clearly go to Walmart and get a copy of. Okay. So who knows how many people have a copy of this hotel room key? <laughs> so we go up to the hotel room. It's disgusting. There's things everywhere stains in the toilet. Disgusting. I will say the bed looked okay. I mean, we had no options at this point. Yeah. So, like, we were going to do it. But it was just like one thing after another that night. And Then the car alarms were going off all night. And I just felt like super uncomfortable. And I didn't even sleep. So I was like, it probably would have been better if we just like didn't stop at all. Honestly, like, I know that sounds bad. But like, I wouldn't have slept regardless. So I'm like, why? And like, you could tell that there's mice in there. So I'm just I don't know. It was just, like, one thing after another. We're, like, this is a nightmare. So, we got up this morning literally at, like, 5 or 6 a.m. to get out of there. We're, like, literally, we're leaving. Bye. Went to go see Mount Rushmore. Stayed there for, no joke, 10 minutes, and we're, like, all right, let's go. Never doing that again. No way. Like, it was insane, and then I wrote a review on TripAdvisor about it, And apparently the hotel has a problem about this and there was multiple reviews saying similar stories and now they're no longer hotel. So I don't know whatever happened to it, but probably for the best.
1: Wow. Rest in peace. Imperial.
2: R.I.P. Like good riddance, honestly. Like so crazy, but one of those stories, you know, that's insane. Yeah, it was sure. really, really crazy. But
0: now, yeah. now you've got the story out of it and you know, never again. Sometimes it's never. better to just sleep in your car or keep going Sometimes or whatever.
2: Like my type A self was kicking myself in the butt for not planning more. So I learned my lesson for sure.
0: <laughs> never again. Never. Cool. Well, um, before we wrap up the end of the pad podcast i'm like i don't know what that like jersey new york accent was out of nowhere um why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you on all of the social medias
2: okay so youtube which definitely go subscribe because you know you want to it's on the go with carson and it's all one word um so just type that into the little google bar and you'll find it um instagram is just Carson Carby, C-A-R-B-Y, like, be like boy, um, and I think Twitter is the same thing, um, Mm -hmm. but you can find me there, but if you want to find our woodworking shop, which you totally should, it's Riverwood Company, and you can find us on Instagram, that's where we're most prevalent, But definitely go check our woodworking out. super cool. Oh, also, we have a travel trailer. So, um, yes,
1: Ziggy. Yes,
2: Ziggy is is its name. We're redoing it. So, um, I believe, let me just double check really, really, really quick. Because I want to tell you guys, because we're getting ready to start renovating it. So, there's going to be, like, way more content on it. Okay, so it's called Ziggy the Trailer on Instagram if you want to read like see us it's kind of like a corporation an incorporation of woodworking like slash like interior design and traveling travel yeah like, i'm so excited it's gonna be crazy so go follow us on there too
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and being nice. the first inaugural girls on guest
2: oh my goodness I will remember you guys when you're all big and famous.